Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 729, for Saturday, October 30th, 2021. This is the BGG Pageviews edition. Entering at number 20, Too Many Bones, Unbreakable, by Adam and Josh Carlson, published by Chip Theory Games, with 14,027 views. That's a gain of 10,380 from last week, or 285% recently listed on the site, but is 389 fewer than last week's number 20. After two weeks at number 25, climbing 6 to 19, Root by Cole Worley, published by Leader Games with 14,122, 95 more than the Unbreakable expansion, a gain of 6%. Entering at number 18, Marvel Dice Throne, by Manny Tremblay, Nate Chatelier, and Gavin Brown, published by The Op and Roxley Games, with 14,719, 597 more than Root, a gain of quintuple what it had last week. Climbing 3 to 17, Spirit Island, by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with 14,755, 36 more than Marvel Dice Throne, a gain of 2.4%. After one week in the top 10, falling 13 to 16, Golem, by Simone Luciani, Flaminia Brissini, and Virginio Gigli, published by Cranio Creations, with 15,754, just one shy of 1,000 more than Spirit Island, and a decline of 48%. Down 2 to 15, Marvel Champions, by Michael Boggs, Nate French, and Caleb Grace, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 15,237 more than Golem, a decline of 3%, and number 15 is the lowest position that Marvel Champions has held since February 27th, eight months ago, when it was number 19. After a gain of three last week, gaining four more to 14, Terraforming Mars, by Jacob Vexelius, published by Stronghold Games, with 16,082. 91 more than Marvel Champions, and a gain of 5%. After one week back in the top 10, down 9 to 13, Boon Lake, by Alexander Feaster, published by Capstone Games, with 16,138, 56 more than terraforming Mars, and a decline of 45%. Entering at number 12, Senjutsu, by Paul Allen and James Faulkner, published by Stone Sword Games, with 19,100, almost 3,000 more than Boon Lake. Uh, The subtitle for Senjutsu is Battle for Japan. Entering at number 11, The Hunger, by Richard Garfield, published by Renegade Game Studios, with 19,408, 308 more than Senjutsu, a gain of nearly triple what it had last week. Those two games narrowly missed out on the top 10 by 277 and 585, respectively, although we do have five new entries in the top 10, falling out are from 4 to 13 Boon Lake, from 3 to 16, Golem, from 6 to 21, Messina, 1347, from
from 7 to 53, Brazil, Imperial, and from 9, out of the top 100, Voidfall. Repeating at number 10, Lost Ruins of Arnak by Min and Elwin, published by Czech Games Edition with 19,685. As I mentioned, that's 277 more than The Hunger and a decline of 5%. Returning to the top 10 after 11 weeks away and charting for the 227th time, Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 19,730. 45 more than Lost Ruins of Arnak, a gain of 20%. That's over 3,000 views more than last week. And that was after having a gain last week of 38% over the week before. The last two weeks it has gone from 23 to 14, and now up five more to nine. Why? I don't know. I don't see any particular reason in the forums for it. I do see a similar move from terraforming Mars. Uh, I don't see, and I see brass reappearing in the top 30. Uh, I don't know. I wonder if it's, wonder if it's some site has, there's some reason people are looking at the top games on the site. That's all I can guess. Uh, If you have a better theory, please feel free to send me a geek mail and let me know. Our second new entry is a debut at number 8, Lords of Ragnarok, by Adam Kwapinski, published by Awaken Realms, with 21,483. 1,700 more than Gloomhaven. Uh, and that's after a gap between Gloomhaven and Senjutsu at number 12 of only 630. Lords of Ragnarok is a re-implementation of, or a spiritual successor to, Lords of Hellas, which was released in 2018 and ranked currently number 241 on BoardGameGeek. Lords of Hellas, of course, would have focused on the Greek gods and Lords of Ragnarok naturally focuses on the Norse gods. Climbing back up 1 to 7, Arkham Horror, the card game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 22,039. 556 more than Lords of Ragnarok and a gain of 5%. This is Arkham Horror's 180th week in the top 10, um, being only the third game to cross that mark. Ahead of it on the list are Terraforming Mars with 211 weeks, that's 31 more, and Gloomhaven with 227 weeks. Now, this week, that's 47 weeks more, almost a year more, that Gloomhaven has spent on the chart. After two weeks at number one, down five to six, Bitoku by Herman P. Mian, published by Devere Games, with 23,219. About 1,200 more than Arkham Horror, a decline of 57%. It's a mark of exactly how high it had climbed to be able to lose 57% and still hang in the top 10. Our third new entry, returning after nine weeks away and charting for the second time, is at number five, Weather Machine by Vital Lacerda, published by Eagle Griffin Games, with 24,384. About 1,200, more than Bitoku, and a gain of 167%. The Board Game Geek blurb for Weather Machine says, quote, leverage research and lab experience to address extreme weather facing the world, unquote. Mechanisms include action points, set collection, tile placement, Worker placement. It's a Vital Lacerda game, so it's going to be a heavy game. 
and the reason it is surging now is due to a lot of preview info and videos as well as the rules, the near final rules having been posted. The Kickstarter is coming along in a couple of weeks. Down two to four in its second week in the top ten, Arc Nova by Matthias Vige, published by Capstone Games with 30,808, 6,400 more than Weather Machine, and a big decline of 36%, but not nearly as big a decline as Botoku. Our fourth new entry, returning after just three weeks away and charting for only the twelfth time, Too Many Bones by Adam and Josh Carlson, published by Chip Theory Games with 38,436, 7,600 more than Arc Nova, and a gain of 141% from where it was last week at number 16, so a 13-position climb. Too Many Bones is a, quote, dice builder RPG, unquote, released in 2017 and currently ranked number 40 on Board Game Geek. Its final standalone expansion, Unbreakable, this week number 20, is currently on GameFound, and where it has had about $2.5 million pledged. Number three is the highest position for Too Many Bones since it was number one back in March of 2016. That's why I said it's a little bit surprising that this is Too Many Bones' only 12th week in the top 10 since it has been kicking around for nearly six years and does in the top 50 on Board Game Geek, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Our highest new entry is a debut at number two, Iki. It's spelled I-K-I, Iki. Subtitle is A Game of Edo Artisans. It's by Kuta Yamada and published by Utsuroi, and now the second edition, Sorry We Are French. It has 41,007 views, about 2,600 more than Too Many Bones, and about triple what it had last week when it was number 11, so a nine-position climb. Of course, naturally on the site, it is listed as Iki. It's in all capitals, for some reason. There's no reason for it to be. I know, you may feel like, why do you talk about games being listed in all capitals? You kind of go on about that too much. Oh, trust me, I don't go on about it nearly as much as I want to. I think it's super ridiculous. In the description of the game, it even has Edo capitalized, which makes no sense at all. It's just the name of a city. Why would you capitalize, like, all capitals, all caps? Anyway, Iki is Japanese for, quote, an ancient philosophy believed to be the ideal way of living, unquote. And the theme is, well, see the subtitle, a game of Edo artisans. Edo being the former name for Tokyo several centuries ago, and so you are artisans in old Tokyo. Mechanisms include card drafting, pattern building, and set collection. And though it was originally released in 2015, there is a second edition, as I mentioned, coming out soon. But claiming the number one spot, after last week being at number five, so making a four-position climb, is Dune, Imperium, by Paul Denon, published by Direwolf, with 46,126 views, 5,100 more than Iki, and a gain of 73%. This is Dune Imperium's sixth week at number one. It did have a stretch of three weeks in a row at number one, number one around the beginning of the year. Uh, the other games that have spent six times at number one and also had stretches where they were there three times in a row are Dead of Winter, Kingdom Death Monster, and Marvel Champions. Plus, we have one that only had two-week stretches, 
which was Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion. Dune Imperium now joins that list. Now, why has it received such a big jump? I think it's part, partly because uh, the expansion, Rise of Ix, this week at number 39, is around. It's down at number 39 this week. Uh, probably has partly to do with the release of the movie, which is probably why we have so many Dune games right here in the on the charts currently, in the hotness. Like down at number 22, we have uh, Dune... A game of conquest and diplomacy down at 39, as I said, the Dune Imperium expansion, Rise of Ix. At 42, we have Dune House Secrets. And uh, just yesterday, the original Dune popped back onto the list. Plus, there's the revision of the original Dune that's on the list. Not in the top 30 or 40, but it's around. So, Dune Fever. 46,126 is also the peak number of views for a week that Dune Imperium has had, uh, surpassing its previous best by a little more than a 1,000, which it had back on January 9th, when it was in its third consecutive week at number one and fourth overall, but this week in its sixth week overall. Congratulations, Dune Imperium. For Saturday, October 30th, 2021.